Welcome to the Mount Hummer Podcast, episode 96. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year, Mel. Happy New Year, Al. <laughs> Happy New Year, Mel. <laughs> well, as you've already probably worked out, uh, to my left... Oh, I'm Mel, I should probably say first. Start as we mean to go on. To my left <laughs> is the deputy editor of Metal Hammer, the queen of gloss herself, Miss Eleanor Goodman. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. I'm really excited, actually, and you know why. Is it because of our special guest? Well, that's one reason, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Why are you excited? Because <laughs> I've just been watching Matt Heafy do a metal cover on Twitch of Tosser Coins, Your Witcher, and I'm really obsessed with The Witcher, so I'm just really excited about that. Wow. I'm excited because as well as Al <laughs> being here with us today, we have a very special guest to kick off the year. Uh, he is All Elite Wrestling star, death metal legend, and the longest reigning progress wrestling world champion of all time, Mr. Jimmy Havoc. How are you, sir? Hello. Happy New Year. I'm very good. Thank you. Happy least, New Year to you, too. happy to see me. I'm so. happy. I'm always happy to <laughs> oh, see you, you, Jimmy. As yes, long as it is you always don't a pleasure. Put I won't punch you, I promise. I'll try not to. I won't, yeah. I won't chop you again. Yeah, that was painful. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah. That did happen, yeah. I don't remember that. No chop. Well, Oh, that's probably why you did it so hard. <laughs> <laughs> was I drunk? I think it felt maybe the first time Jimmy had met Al. This is no, a couple of years ago it now. It wasn't the first time. It was a yeah, few we definitely time, would have met before. It was a few before, times yeah. in. Yeah, you got to be comfortable to start chopping yeah, people. Yeah, exactly. people you got yeah. chopped as well. I got chopped. I got you chopped so hard I had too. bruising all over my chest the next day. That was on my birthday, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So Happy there you go. Happy birthday. <laughs> a couple you. of years back, we were hanging out, and uh, <laughs> as you do when you're you you're friends with a wrestler, you do that obnoxious thing where you drunk and you go, "I show me what a chop's like. Just do it." And I won't be asking him to do that again. On I or L. Uh, <laughs> you sure <laughs> definitely not no chopping allowed <laughs> yeah uh it is 2020 i can't believe Christ. i'm saying that oh my word there's a lot of big albums turning 20 this year guys i know i'm not quite ready for it yet. i'm not either it's hybrid right, theory though. turns 20 this year chocolate yeah, starfish and hot dog flavored water white pony uh hollywood yeah brave new world by iron maiden that's a good year for music it's crazy crazy times but i'm also quite excited about revisiting them i'm not a massive nostalgia person but any excuse to listen to my favorite absolutely but yeah you're right we shouldn't dwell in nostalgia because it's a brand new year there's loads of stuff to look forward to um oh god what kind of year is this going to be for metal guys a good one yeah, I think it's gonna be a good one. It's a weird one, isn't it? We spoke about this, I think, before. Like last year, we had some massive blockbuster releases. We had Ramstein, we had Tool. Slipknot, we had Tool, yeah. like the big three. Corn. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot that one. Uh, some really big releases. So it's difficult to know this year. There's a lot of bands doing stuff, but there's mm. sort of tours and festivals that might be bigger events than album releases. We have to kind of wait and see. Yeah, definitely. Like we've got Knotfest coming up. That's gonna be yeah. good. The first UK Knotfest. Yeah, that's um, an interesting one. I mean, there's no real order we have to do all this in, really. But I think Knotfest is definitely going to be um, an, an interesting, potential, scene-changing I'm going to uh, definitely come event. back from the States for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course, you live over in yeah. Orlando now. Um, so, yeah, that's going to be a massive deal. I mean, the, uh, let's just start there then. Fuck it. Let's do it. Uh, so, obviously, <laughs> there's more and more festivals than ever. That's one of the big things that we have in the, the music scene today, as well as... Compared to 15 years ago, it was pretty much just Download and Reading that you'd see rock bands out on a large scale in the UK. Since then, Bloodstock has become a major outdoors festival. You've got things like Arc Tangent. Uh, you've got things like um, All Points East now dipping their toes into the metal scene. Reading are still booking Red um, metal and rock bands. Um, and now, of course, we have Knotfest as well, which is an absolutely huge deal. So what what kind of stuff would you like to see from Knotfest um, in terms of lineup or 
things you'd like to see to maybe make it feel like a bit different from what's already out there? Because um, I really think that's going to be something that makes it a very interesting summer. I'm going to be really nerdy because cool. I want them to bring like the museum thing, the yeah. Slipknot exhibition with all yeah. the yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. in it. I think that'd be really cool because I've not seen whatever memorabilia they have in that. I've obviously not seen it. You go to the old sort of hard rock cafe and you see a guitar on the wall or something. Yeah, yeah. But I haven't actually seen what they've got in the collection and that'd be really cool to see that. Definitely. But like the terms of the <coughs> excuse me, actual festival bill, um, I was looking at the Notfest Japan one and that looks amazing. They've yeah, got it good, it? Baby Metal, Marilyn Manson, Trivium, Suicide Silence, Crossfaith, Corn. Like, yeah, I just want the kind of lineup that just makes you feel really, really excited because hopefully Slipknot are headlining it. They've not actually announced <laughs> that. But <laughs> I hope, sure hope sure that's a good are. point. Yeah, they they technically, we technically it. don't know if Slipknot no. are even and playing they, it. They always do. It would be a bit of a swerve <laughs> if that happened. <laughs> It'd be a bit upsetting because Fair it's like... Them, like they did that. Yeah. This is the first UK one. Because they have had Notfest where Slipknot haven't headlined. They have, yeah. In yeah, other yeah. countries. Because it's like, this is a brand. It's not yeah. like our vehicle for just being Slipknot. But the first UK Notfest, if Slipknot didn't play, that'd be really good. Yeah, I think it'd be weird. So pretty hopeful they were. Who else would you book for it? Because Download has snapped up a lot of big bands already. I mean, that lineup, you know, it's come under a bit of criticism because of, you know, it felt like it wasn't really pushing anything new in terms of headliners. But if you look at the overall balance of the download lineup now, it's just, it's looking colossal and there's still a lot the of big... Deftones on there, yeah. Uh, yeah, Tones oh, are on there. Um, Corner on there, Gajira, Killswitch Engage. Uh, obviously, Kiss, Maiden and System of Down, Headlining, Disturbed are on there. Uh, God, Baby Metal are on there. I don't think because they're doing God their own tour in April, but I don't think they're on the festival bill. Yeah, I don't think they're on so that they bill might yet. Be floating around, you know. Um, but we were looking at the lineup earlier today, actually, for download, and it seems that there's at least two spots, or is it three? Hold on, let me just get it up here. Do, do, do your do. maths, Merlin. <laughs> yeah, my maths. Okay, counting. Uh, my fingers. You're gonna stick your fingers out so we can count on them. Doing it while I'm yet. Just the one finger. Keep filling space while I'm doing this. There it is. Okay. Podcast on official mediums. Yeah. So if you look at the download lineup on the Sunday at the moment, you've got System of a Down, Corn, Volbeat, and Disturbed, all with their band logos used. So that suggests to me like those are the big four slots. I don't know if that means that's the main stage or one of them might be headlining the second stage or how that works. I thought Corn might be on the second stage, wouldn't they? They wouldn't have them. Nah, surely they'd have clash. them on the system of a down. I'm going to be really thought. annoyed yeah. if there's a clash. Um, whereas on the Saturday, you've only got Maiden right there at the top and then you've got Gajira kind of in the middle of this big bit of space just mm. floating there. And then under Kiss on the Friday, you've got Deftones, a big old space, and then The Offspring um, with their logo on there. So that's just to me, there's still at least one massive band to be announced on the Friday and two on the Saturday. Good maths, Merlin. Thanks. So yeah, there's a lot of bands to announce there um, and we have no idea what's going on with, with uh, Slipknot. Um, if you look at the, and uh, Notfest I should say, if you look at the bands that are still potentially available, um, Ghost is one we've talked about. They haven't done a big festival appearance for a long, long time over here now. Was it Sonosphere? Or? No, it was Download 2011 or something. Oh, wow. It was a long time ago. Well, they've kind of just been building their career as Ghost, haven't they? Yeah, definitely. But to me, well, that space the, under Maiden is right for the taking. The what? I'm sure Ghost Dishonosphere when I wrestled there. Oh, maybe they did. Maybe they Have did. you got your maths wrong, Merlin, just after we told you to count properly? What's my maths got to do with it? <laughs> Leave my maths out of this. Who do you want to see, Jimmy? What bands would you want to see with Slipknot? Um, well, I'd, I'd want it like Corn and I'd want it like a proper old new metal. Yeah. Like, hold they line up? Like Deftones, Corn, 
Yeah, everyone will hate it, but biscuit, I think we're quite cool in that sort uh, of I would not hate it. I would not hate it. <laughs> okay, I good. would not hate it, even a tiny bit. Me either. They were great at uh, uh, Heavy in Montreal last year, weren't they? Was yeah, that was great. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy and I went to um, uh, Heavy Montreal in Montreal, obviously, yeah. last year. And yeah, biscuit. <laughs> that was one of the best biscuit yeah, sets I've seen. That was a great it? laugh. I the whole festival was amazing. I still want to know when we're going to get a stampede of the disco elephants. <laughs> I was looking through some old magazines at the weekend and I think yeah. it was like an interview from about five years ago. He's like, yeah, we're working on Stampede of the Disco <laughs> Elephants and they went to visit a zoo and went to the studio and all this kind of stuff. It's like, yeah. we've seen nothing. What happened? I just double checked and you were right, Jimmy, that uh, yeah, Ghost did play Sonosphere in 2014. Yeah. So that's still going to be six years since yeah, they played a major yeah. uh, uh, outdoor UK festival. I mean, I'd assume that they're going to be snapped up somewhere. That could be a hell of a booking on, uh, on Not Fest. Not it Fest, could yeah. be... Um, pretty much perfect slot under Maiden on that slot if it is them. Uh, Code Orange cool. haven't got anything over this year, have they? No, Code yeah. Orange have nothing planned. Um, they're very much kind of, I guess, the. Um, I've got them right near the top of this list of bands we should be excited about next year. And I think as far as the kind of the younger generation of bands uh, in metal um, go, I kind of feel like Code Orange is where it's at. Is that fair to say? Yeah, definitely, yeah. I'm they kind of feel like the band that a lot of people's expectations are riding on. We're kind of bouncing around different things here, but that's fine. We've been <laughs> looking at their mysterious Twitter clips. Yes. Code Orange, if you haven't uh, been aware, uh, near the end of last year, uh, Code Orange started posting mysterious Twitter clips. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and now they've got a website, uh, www.whatisreallyunderneath.com that has some mysterious stuff on it. It's creepy. It's creepy. What is really underneath? What's going on? Don't know. Um, so yeah, Code Orange are finally back at it. It feels like it's about damn time. Um, I think it's fair to say that uh, we're kind of ready for it now, aren't we? I like how they've been gone for a long time. It's felt like I like how the teaser says, "Let's take a good look at you." (laughs) Spooky. (laughs) That's quite terrifying the way you looked at me like that. Yeah. Yeah, Just been a while since I've been that close to a lady. (laughs) So yeah, Code Orange, (laughs) steady on. (laughs) Code Orange, um, yeah, could be could be a big shout for a festival billing. We don't really, we don't actually know what their official plans are yet, but yeah. given all this mysterious stuff that's going on, mysterious. it probably involves some new music, you would imagine. Um, well, I assume Rage will do something over at some point next year. Yes, Rage Against the Machine as well. Yeah, let's go through the bands. We jumped into right. festivals a bit, but let's go through this is This is coming off the rails, guys. Um, so, yeah. All right, so uh, yeah, let's read it back and start talking about bands for a bit. Um, and then maybe we can go back onto festivals. Um, so we kind of talked about Code Orange a bit. So that feels like a really big deal for the metal scene this year. Can Code Orange produce um, an album that will take them to where they need to be in terms of really making that step up to be a legitimate contender for metal on a wider scale? Like it's been a few years now. Forever was one of the most hyped modern metal albums I mean, of the 21st century, really. Like, it was such a big deal for everybody, and rightly so, because it's brilliant. What do they need to do this year to kind of keep that momentum going and get where they need to be? Make good music, which sounds stupid, but, <laughs> but it's a real thing because, like you said, they've had so much hype yeah. and they do so much stuff online, like they do the t- teaser clips and Jamie always talks a big game about like doing something brand new and doing something a bit like dangerous and challenging the norms. And their whole thing is like, you know, 
doing something out of the box and yeah, like having that passion different, of yeah. being a young band and stuff. So if you, you know, that gets people really excited. So then it has to be good music or you're just going to feel let down. Like you can have as much hype as you want. But then yeah, the the there's the worry there, of like you know. trying to do something different for the sake of doing something different. Mm. But like the, the last one was like incredible. And I think that was different enough. And it did make them stand out from everything else that was going on at the moment. But I do like I their know. attitude. They also yeah. cancelled some tour dates in Europe last August. Yeah, they did. Yeah, this record. So oh, I think okay. the bloodstock very key amongst those. I think the fact that you know that they've actually cancelled dates to make this record really good, and that, that you know it's going to be hyped as well. You just want it to live up to the hype, yeah. really. As simple as that. That's sounds. always a problem. They're like. <laughs> With too much hype or something, nothing, nothing ever lives up to it, does it? But it might do. Yeah, well, hopefully, yeah, yeah. I mean, I like to, to uh, temper your uh, expectations. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was fine. Like, uh, if I'm never expecting anything, I never get disappointed. So. I like to get really, really, really <laughs> hyped up, and then hopefully just carry on being hyped. <laughs> I just assume every day is going to be shit. So when something good happens, it's, it's always great. Every day is Halloween, and yeah, a happy probably. new year to you. Too. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you think that? Um, how important is it going to be for Code Orange that they don't? do what maybe a lot of bands do when they get to the stage that they're at and either play it safe or make an album that they think is going to appeal to a wider audience, fill bigger venues, yeah. <clears throat> all that kind of stuff. Do they like? Do they need to think about that kind of stuff now? It's the kind of thing that can make some bands like Parkway Drive have done very well off thinking that way. Ghost have done very well off thinking that way. But it can also be the undoing a lot of bands if you overthink that thing and don't really just go with your gut instinct. From what they've said, I don't think they would go that way because they're very much, we're doing this our way, this is what we're doing. But they are signed to Roadrunner, aren't they? They are yeah. signed to a label and they have got people around them. So there's going to be people there that are working on all the marketing and advertising stuff and they're going to want to get that right. So yeah. I'm sure it's going to be a sort of a bit of both sides. It's fine, it, that really. balance between what they want to do and what they're told they've got to do, I suppose. Isn't it? Yeah, or even if not told what they're going to do, like there's a reality of marketing a record yeah, course, you know yeah. there's no point in making an amazing record but then nobody hears it because it's not got a push so i think there's probably just going to be a balance between it but i can't see them doing something like that's going to get played on daytime radio <laughs> yeah. well, it might well yeah you, know, you never know yeah. I have literally having said that with the words coming out of my mouth there are bands that do <laughs> from our world that do get played <laughs> on daytime radio i don't what i mean is i guess it's not going to be you know they're not going to do something like ariana grande are they I mean, that would be, be, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> be amazing. They're not going to do something that's like mainstream. I mean, go on, God, how 2017? I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a massive mainstream artist that Justin has gone Bieber. like platinum in multiple countries or something. Elton John. Whatever. <laughs> Queen. <laughs> they're not going to be that artist who is big all no. over the world making no. millions and millions of dollars. Like, But um, I think they do... They they do have songs that sound that have commercial potential, you know, like Bleeding in the Blur from the last one. It was really mm. it's really catchy. I know it's like got the sort of underground thing going on and the whole you know, it's a niche, dark, gritty kind of sound that you want to hear in a sweaty, dark gig, but mm. you can sing to it too. So Yeah. Do you yeah. think that a band like that has the potential to break through that kind of mainstream barrier we talked about before, whereas you know, just because a band is massive in our world, that doesn't necessarily mean they're on the radars of the world at large. Mm. Um, you know, we were looking at old photos today and we saw a photo of like, we were looking at photos of old metal bands like Gay Crash and the MTV Awards and all that kind of crazy shit that used to happen that just doesn't quite feel like it happens in quite the same way. Um, do you think Code Orange have the potential to 
to be that band that could not just, you know, get to big stages and play big metal gigs and play big slots of metal festivals, but actually smash down and make a real impact outside of their own little scene. Don't know. I think it just depends on the record. What yeah. do you think, Jimmy? <laughs> the record and the marketing, I guess. It yeah. all depends like how it's pushed and if the right people hear it or not, I guess. What tours yeah. they're going to go yeah. on. Maybe they, if they actually go and win that Grammy next time, if they get nominated again. Yeah. Yeah, maybe something like that or who they're going to go out and tour with. Are they going to stick to touring with bands in our world? You know, they're going to, it'd be great for them to do something like Knotfest, like we said. But yeah, could they go out yeah. and do something with like bigger, bigger, more, you know, other bigger bands? Are more people going to see them that way? You know, that, that, Bands aren't ever going to get big if they just stay in doing underground clubs. Yeah, of course. So. Yeah. I'd love to see what would happen if they got put on a bill or something like Bring Me The Horizon. Yeah. Totally. Where yeah. like yeah. maybe now, I don't know, let's say generously 20% of Bring Me The Horizon's fan base is probably still metal and hardcore fans. You listen to the We've not even talked about it. Yeah, I haven't say, listened to that yet. Yeah. No, yeah, that's one thing that did happen over the Christmas period. Yeah. Bring, me, bring Me did what I said I'd love for them to do and put out an electronic album yeah, and I didn't, I didn't listen to it yet. <laughs> I thought, oh, that's a thing. I'll get around to that. No, I haven't. I've heard little bits of it. It sounds quite atmospheric yeah, and kind of soundtracky in yeah, a lot it's of places. Yeah. It's just um, I quite enjoyed I listened to it when I was drunk and quite enjoyed it then, but uh, I've not listened to it again yet. So I felt a bit numb. They'll put, that, they'll put that sticker on the album. Yeah, no, it, it, was, it was very different. And it's, uh, I can. I, did they ever say they put it out? Because I just saw it come up on Spotify. I don't it? know. It just seemed to drop. Yeah. I only saw it because other people were talking about it on Twitter. Yeah. But um, yeah, that happened. But I'd love to see them, for instance, take someone like Code Orange out just to yeah, see if it's great. possible to bridge that gap still between, you know, a mainstream rock band as Bring Me Up largely become yeah. and a still genuinely heavy, abrasive um, band like Code Orange. Band, yeah. But it's exciting anyway. We'll see what they do. Um, you mentioned Rage Against the Machine as well, didn't you? I did. Hoping for a new album from them I this year. Yeah. Hope so. I'm, I'm going to go and try to Co- Coachella and watch them there. Oh, nice, cool. nice. Yeah. yeah, that should be good. I'm really, really hoping this isn't just a system of a down yeah, yeah. topping up the, you know, the bank balances yeah. in the festival circuit. <laughs> I never seem like that sort of band, though. To be fair, like you'd hope not. Yeah. I mean, Tom Morello and um, you know the rest of the band clearly love doing this because yeah. they did Audio Slave and then they've done Prophets of Rage. Tom Morello's done all this other stuff, like. You know, you know for a fact at least three quarters of the band want this and want to make new music, but Zach is the spark yeah. that makes it all really work. It's um, a funny one, isn't it? Because like Prophets of Rage, you just felt like that was Rage Against the Machine, but without Zach. Yeah, Rage Karaoke. Yeah, and like <laughs> yeah. the other guys, obviously super super talented, and it was a super group in that respect. But it's yeah, it's a weird one. Like, it was a it was a mega group, but yeah, mega. Yeah. You'd have thought he'd be motivated though, otherwise he wouldn't be coming back for other dates like that depends what's he been yeah <laughs> you can't see me i'm making the money sign with my hands <laughs> i just think it's going to be weird with new music because obviously prophets of rage had a ton of new songs out that felt like they could be rage yeah. songs but without zach and it's like are they are they going to write new music and will it be sort of a continuation of that will they even use songs they might have had with prophets of rage and put zach's vocals on them who knows yeah well the um it's like the right political climate for for him to want to do stuff again i think mm. so yeah, you'd hope so. It's not like they haven't got stuff to Talk sing about. about. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll have to see. But I mean, oh God, I'd love for Rage Against the Machine to come back with a truly brilliant new album. Yeah. It'll be fucking great. I hope they do something in the UK. I'm sure. Maybe, I'd, I'd be surprised if fest, they... I mean, cool. if they literally just do... Oh, uh, they're not fest. I mean, fuck. 
I guess yeah, it depends. When I first saw him was Red in 2000, and it was Slipknot and Rage on the same day. That was a good day. Yeah, but those and bands are both much Celeste bigger now than they were then. Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, the Daphne and Celeste yeah. thing at Reading. That's famous. <laughs> that's that day, is <laughs> infamous. Yeah, I kind of feel like Rage would be too big to um, to play at uh, someone else's yeah. shindig. I think if they come over here, it'll be their own thing. Yeah. I think Reading has still got two headliners. Yeah, I think so. They? they haven't announced everything yet. Yeah. Well, which brings me to another band we've yeah. got on this list that uh, Jimmy is coincidentally repping today. He's wearing a My Chemical Romance long sleeve. Sorry. Very nice. Um, <laughs> so I'm guessing you're very excited about them. I'm incredibly <laughs> excited, yeah. <laughs> uh, I tried to get tickets uh, for the, the LA return show, but they sold out in like two seconds. Yeah. And I, I was I was happy. To, I was going to pay about $500, up to a grand maybe to go and see it. But wow. Yeah. You must serious. Love them. I love them. Yeah, absolutely love them. Yeah, like I, I was gutted when they broke up. But like I still listen to you know, Black Pride and Three Cheers most, at least once a week probably. Sorry, I know you're looking at me with absolute disdain now. <laughs> I don't know a lot, of, but you know, I'm, I'm, as much as I love metal, I'm an emo kid as well. Just never liked them. I went, I went to see them when I was uh, a long time ago, when I was twenty, <laughs> uh, showing my age. Not, that's, can't be that and long, I went to no, it was like five minutes ago, <laughs> um, and I'd got this free ticket to go and see them because I just started writing about music, and it was the first gig I'd ever walked out of because it was so oh, bad. Oh wow! Oh my word! And uh, apparently, um, he was like really fucked up on that tour and just didn't yeah. play very well. But I saw them a few weeks later. I went to Warp Tour in the states, and they played there and got no crowd. And they were in the signing tent, and I went over to talk to them because I felt sad that no one was talking. So yeah. I got an autograph <laughs> signed to me because I just felt bad that no one, <laughs> no one was giving them any oh. attention. Um, but I just didn't. I didn't really click with it or connect with it. Yeah. I think just they were obviously in a bit of a state background as well. And they just weren't yeah, really doing it. Yeah. And then it just blew up like six months later or something. And um, it just never felt quite right for me. I mm -hmm. think just like you said, you were in emo. And yeah. even they I like all, metal. I'm always going to be emo kid. Uh, I like some emo, but I think to me, like I just, it's not metal enough for me. So I can't, it's really hard for me to get on the hype train, but um, so I, I'm him. excited. No, <laughs> I'm really, what I was going to say is I'm really excited other people are excited because people being excited about music is good. Yeah. So I was going to say a nice thing. I mean, uh, can My Chemical Roadmap, because they represent such a kind of specific moment in time, really, yeah. don't they? I know they oh, kind of moved yeah. on a bit with the Danger Days period and they were trying some, they were doing some different stuff there, but... You know, when you think of that band and the era they came from, it feels like such a moment in time, such a kind of time capsule of a certain scene. Yeah. Do you think that Mike M can come back and still be genuinely relevant, or is this just going to be one big nostalgia trip for emos? <laughs> I think it, it might just be a big nostalgia trip. I mean, I, I think they're still. When you saw like how excited people were, they come back. Like there are still a lot of people they're incredibly relevant to. Mm. Um. And I, I hope they make new stuff. I really do. I, I think they will be. But I don't know. We'll have to wait and see, I suppose. I want to know what you love about them. Help me understand. <laughs> but, <laughs> but being that bullied kid at school who wore, you know, the nail varnish and the eyeliner. Um, and obviously I love like Manson and stuff. But, like there's just something about Mike Hem that I don't know. The lyrics, uh, especially some of the songs like uh, How I Disappear and fa uh, Famous Last Words and stuff that really... Um, and thank for the venom, like really just, uh, and I'm not okay as well. Obviously, like really like spoke to me as that little bullied emo kid, I suppose. Like, uh, and yeah, I just, I, I just, I thought the songs were really catchy as well. Fair. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, 
I apologise about this, but you know, I still like Fallout Boy. And I don't want to apologise. I don't apologise for Fallout Boy. Oh, They're fucking good. sweet. Well, I remember watching. I actually really like Fallout Boy. We're not judgmental remember, here. We're all friends. I remember <laughs> having a really emotional moment watching Big Hero Six and Fallout Boy was <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and I did a whole cry. That's such a good film. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's really, really emotional. <laughs> Are you satisfied with your care? Ah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. No, don't start. Don't I, think it, I think I watched. Uh, I watched Coco. On the, on that? Yeah. Yeah. I watched Coke on the plane back over. Oh, Prime mate, that well. is brutal. Yeah. I watched that on a flight as well a couple of years or when it was I a year ago. I shouldn't watch Disney films on flights. No, <laughs> mate. Oh, my word. No, I don't have anything against emo. <laughs> it was specifically my chemical romance yeah. that I never clicked with. I think I felt, to me, it just felt really done. Yeah. It felt, first of all, it felt like they were mess. And then when they got more polished, it felt like they were doing something that had already been done. And I just mm. didn't really respond to it. But That's fair enough, yeah. I think... I, I do obvi- understand why people hate you know, them. I think, like... Anything that people connect with to do with music is great, and you know there are other bands that I feel about the way you feel about them. So I'm never going to mm. take that away. Other emo bands are available. Yeah, no, it's an interesting one. Um, yeah, I'm more in the L camp on this. I don't hate my Chemical Romance. I just yeah. never really connected it. I'm, I'm tempted to fly I kind Japan of almost and see them. Well, when yeah, that'd be, Osaka, yeah. that'd be mad, wouldn't it? Because I was in Osaka. That's, a few a, weeks that's ago. download Japan, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I might be doing their own gig as well. But um, uh, when I was in Osaka a few weeks ago, uh, Rock Rock Bar in Osaka is one of the coolest bars I've ever been to. I'd highly recommend that for any metalheads who go to to Osaka or Japan. And um, is a uh, Rock Your Mother is another bar in Tokyo as well. That's uh, if you buy a drink, you can put two songs on the jukebox. I'd highly recommend anyone in Tokyo. That's a great idea. Yeah, it's real good. Yeah, Kampai. Kampai. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so I'd recommend those two in Japan. But awesome. Um, so yeah that's my chem kind of done I guess we'll see if they can uh, can still stay relevant and yeah the reason they came to mind is because you briefly mentioned Reading as well and I do wonder if they yeah, could I be have a spot for Reading because yeah. um, they just kind of fit the bill and it, well, I have to say it's a festival that is mostly not really ignored but I think mostly kind of lost its actual connection with rock fans yeah absolutely um, in the last few years I think Reading and Leeds Getting My Chemical Romance will be a massive coup, yeah. so it'll be interesting to yeah, see. The first few years I went to it, it was like the Sunday was always like the metal day, and they seemed to. Yeah, same. I mean, the second year I went to Reading in 2005, mm. they had Pixies, um, Iron Maiden, Marilyn Manson, and Foo Fighters all yeah. playing. It was insane. Like, And I think, did Bullet play that year? And it's just, anyway. It's just it was way more fun. rock and metal across the board. It's just changed so much now. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. In the early 2000s, it, it, just there was there'd always be something there that was like rock slash metal and it's just different times i mean i think it'll be good for the scene in general again we're talking about rock and metal making that mainstream impact outside of its own you know scene um itself it would be great if a band like michael mccormick could get booked for a festival like reading where you will get loads of kind of probably not even fans of the band that will be there for the weekend that will still probably sit and watch them because yeah. they're such a well-known band. And then you could stack that bill up with more modern names that would make people interested and invested in and kind of bring it all to life a bit. I'd really love to see that happen. Um, who else got stuff going on this year? We've got Lamb of God written down here, of course, yeah. the, uh, the tour with Creator and Power Trip. That's going to be oh, fucking sick. nuts in <laughs> April. Um, yeah, so hopefully a new album from then this year. Uh, obviously, new drummer in the fold. Um, so hopefully that will maybe give them a bit of a bit more energy that often does happen when you get a bit of a lineup reshuffle in a veteran band. Um, and Power Trip are on that bill as well. I'm gagging for a new Power Trip album. It's been three years, or maybe two. I think it might have been three years since the first one. Oh, not the first one, sorry, the last one, which was 
one of the, my favourite metal albums of the last few years. I'd love to hear more from them this year. But more Lamb of God, that's what I want to hear. Yeah, more Lamb of God, definitely <laughs> a priority. I'm happy about um, that. But yeah, with that tour happening, I'd like to... It'll be good if Power Trip can get some new music out ahead of that tour. I know they released a cover track. Um, there was an Outburst cover compilation uh, that they, they put out um, over Christmas. And that's got a, a cover track they've done on it. But I want new, actually new Power Trip music, please. Um, who else could we talk about? Deftones, Al. Excited about that? <laughs> That's pretty much definitely <laughs> happening this year, right? What was you ask? <laughs> just good, innit? Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't listening. I was just, I don't know. Screaming. Yeah. Not internally. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I thought it was internal, but actually it was external. I think we can, yeah, I think we can safely say that there'll be a Deftones album this year. It's, oh, it's time, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's time. time. I, I love gore as well. Like, I don't know... It's really hard to tell what the reception to Gore was. It felt like it was a bit lukewarm, and I think it came out quite near the end of the year. Well, our reviewer, Stephen Hill, absolutely adored it. I adored it too. Um, I just think it was one of those real, like, ones that really gets under your skin and is really deftones either. They're just, like, super poetic, interesting lyrics and amazing songs that you can lose yourself yeah. and you can just put the record on and have an experience which is just amazing and no one does that like deftones do in our world i can't wait for them to do another record do yeah. you like it jimmy we were a gore fan oh yeah i loved it yeah, I thought everything they've done i've really liked to be fair like i mean white pony is probably still oh, up there but classic. yeah that turns 20 this year yeah uh, <laughs> we're, we're, no, we're no, 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 we're not all dying uh, <laughs> we're dying <laughs> yeah true uh, who else we got down every here day. every day um, so new Nightwish album coming this year This f- their first album in five years that's a long gap well, for a modern and, anymore, and active yeah. ma- did you really not because yeah, I, I haven't heard anything from them I mean that goes to show doesn't it they've done some greatest hit stuff and both Tuomas like and Flora and other members have all gone and done their own bits and bobs did, but, did um, the singer leave and they get someone new or something that's the last time no that was years ago mate oh, right. yeah they, they changed the, they last <coughs> lost a singer in 2012 oh okay um, yeah I think that must have been the last I heard of they them. did the greatest hits that download that was one of the stops on the tour wasn't it the greatest hits tour. that was Bloodstock wasn't it the sorry in my head it was Bloodstock <laughs> but my mouth said download there you go yeah <laughs> we did a feature in the mag at Bloodstock of sort of like behind the scenes of their headline set yeah, yeah. and uh, it felt like they were on that greatest hits cycle for a really long time yeah just uh, i think it was only a year but it felt like forever we were sort of talking about that and kind of reflecting on the past so mm. it's interesting interested what to makes see, bands like what the future is going to be yeah like what makes a band go this is i mean that you know often it's the money. kind of it's a yeah money you know to be fair um often a there's number. a release schedule they need to commit to yeah. with a record company but at the same time, it does put a cap on, uh, you know, it does put a kind of marker in your career, doesn't it? If you decide to do the big greatest hits roundup. So I wonder if that's going to affect what they do with this album. Um, very conceptually loaded the last couple of records they've done. Um, I don't know if Floor tends to uh, have much involvement on the writing side Thomas, of it because Thomas pretty much like does all of it. When we did the feature with them at Bloodstock for their headline set, basically Thomas has said the album's already written. And Floor was like, yeah, we're, this is really cool. Like, Thomas has written the album. It's exciting for us. We won't really know what it's going to sound like until we start working on it <laughs> and stuff. So I think it's pretty much he does all that. And yeah. then everyone else kind of comes in when they... That's pretty impressive. It. Yeah. That's awesome. And he has such a weird mind as well. Like, you never know what he's going to come up with. Like, Richard Dawkins, Scrooge McDuck. Like, what is it going to be? <laughs> I don't know if we've ever talked about Nightwish without you bringing up the Scrooge McDuck <laughs> album. So weird. <laughs> Isn't it weird, though? <laughs> Like, I it like weird, weird stuff. I'm drawn it to weird. it, like a moth to a <laughs> weird coloured flame. But this is I why, are, you know, we yeah, talk about yeah. how bands 
get big and stay big. It's by doing their own thing and doing it with the fuck they want. I'm not yeah. wish if there's if there's ever a band that's testament to not quote unquote selling out and just doing whatever the fuck you want and and living um you know doing your career on your own terms and Nightwish are it because as they've got bigger the albums have got more weird and progressive and conceptually sprawling it's just it's mental absolutely mental they got Richard Dawkins on their last album for yeah, fuck's exactly. sake like who does weird. that but, but you know I, I like weird yeah it's awesome no they are definitely good weird uh, so yeah new album from them uh, that'll be interesting to hear Gajira is on this list it's got to be time for new music from them surely what was their last album uh, Magma in 2016 oh yeah Oh, Christ, yeah. Yeah, a long time ago. And what an album that was. Um, yeah, so excited for New Gajira. That should be great. Very excited about that. I just Five... did a silent scream. You couldn't hear it because it was silent. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, I, I felt it. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Five Finger Death Punch putting Fate out on February 28th. And that's probably the first really big metal release coming. Um, obviously, the first album since they went through a lot of turbulence, which they talked to us about last year. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if that's... I mean, I don't want really to say more cohesive five finger death punch album because it's not like they fuck about with their music is they're it? always cohesive they yeah. do what they do they're five finger death punch well if they're doing that but all on the same page then and magic surely awaits and it's called f8 which means fate and it's out on february so the do you 28th. say f8 or fate i don't know i, I think it's fate. fate yeah because f8 like, is doesn't do anything on the keyboard really does it so is that like a really massive hurricane or something oh i've got oh, i don't <laughs> even have an f8 just thought i'd check my keyboard maybe uh, and yeah, and they're playing those big old shows with Megadeth um, across Europe this very month, which brings us to our next point. Um, hopefully, that new Megadeth album will come if yeah. Dave um, gets better and, and comes through this cancer battle and, and uh, you know, is able to get back on track with that. Um, he's a hard old bastard, so. Yeah. He is. I was reading an interview with him before we came in here today just to sort of see what was going on with them and it was really interesting it was all about his cancer diagnosis about how he'd spoken with Bruce Dickinson about the recovery and what Bruce did when he had cancer as well because I think they both had um it was a tumor under their tongue and he spoke about western and eastern medicine he spoke about like how he's really into martial arts and that kind of approach to his diagnosis where it's about sort of prevention rather than just trying to cure something and sort of listening to his doctors and um you know trying to kind of do everything he could to heal and in this interview he sounded pretty you know chilled out about it that he was getting back into singing again that he hadn't had the all clear yet but he was on the road to recovery so hopefully he'll be back in action soon and yeah it's quite an interesting one I thought about how he was sort of taking his martial arts teachings into his health and stuff it's inter- it's always interesting to hear how people deal with things mm. you know with their own belief systems and their own views and that kind of yeah. thing absolutely um, Marilyn Manson uh, is due a new record I believe yes, yes. the goths in the corner are celebrating <laughs> <laughs> favourite Manson Very song Jimmy what's your favourite Manson song Kama uh, White oh That's same nice. what a so choice it's the right answer <laughs> What's yours? I don't know. Oh, I must have one. I can't think. You I asked feel. me the question. You didn't even have an answer yourself. No, I just wanted to hear your oh, answer. Okay. Yeah, it's definitely Cameron White. I like the live version of uh, uh, Last Day on Earth as well. Yes. That's really good. Yeah, off Last Tour on yeah. Earth. That's a great version. Yeah, the acoustic version. song, <laughs> Help. I don't know. Oh, Tourniquet's great as well. I was just about That's to say, t- but he doesn't say, yeah, he says Tourniquet, not Tourniquet. It's yeah. very confusing. Because <laughs> how, how it should do you know be said Tourniquet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, excited uh, about a new record though? 
yeah, very, very much excited. so. Hoping for another kind of full-on country vibe for this album. I mean, he's flirted with it a lot, but it just seems to be the thing he's best at in the modern yeah, era. And I he's really kind of touched it. upon it with the Johnny Cash cover and everything else. I really enjoy it. I just think it's like a really good way to grow. Like he's still doing yeah. this sort of dark thing, but it's kind of he's doing it with a bit of maturity. Well a bit, yeah. yeah, it's not just the same thing over and over yeah. again. And it, f- it feels, to use a word from Merlin, it feels cohesive <laughs> what he's doing. But he's not working That is with my word. <laughs> Good word. He's not working with Tyler Bates anymore. He's working with Shooter Jennings. So it's like he's really going really country. Yeah. Oh, that's so suiting. Sort of yeah, like going from the soundtrack thing to the actual country thing, which I think is oh, cool. that's exciting. I hope, that, I hope that's where he goes because it just would make sense to me. Um, and you could mean you could probably get away with more kind of uh, low energy live shows, let's say. <laughs> oh no, but I love the high energy ones. Even when he broke his leg, he still made it into part of the show. He was like in his weird like... But live Marilyn Manson is a very... You never know like, what you're going to get. That's a bit where he was on the like a bed and like people were attending to him and stuff. It was cool. Yeah. He can't do any wrong in my eyes in terms of performance, so don't care. Well, you clearly did did not see him at Download 2009. I did. I did. And everybody was being shitty about him. And I was like, I don't care. I love him anyway. the worst performance I think I've ever seen. It was really bad. But to be fair to him, I've seen him be really good since then. I've seen him be not so great since then. We enjoyed him at Wembley a couple of years back, didn't we? I can say, objectively... That wasn't a good show because I understand why, like, what made it not be a good yeah. show. But any day that I get to see an artist that I like perform, that makes me happy. Yeah, absolutely. me too. So unless they crush my dreams right <laughs> in front of me. I don't feel like I'm having my dreams crushed. It just felt like another step on the journey that is Manson. Oh, what a nice way of putting oh, it. I appreciate my, that. One of my first Manson singles was, I think it was The Beautiful People, and my mum bought it for me from Woolworths when I was at school. So it's been a long road wow. for me. Woolworths was a uh, department <laughs> store uh, that was in the UK up until about 2003. <laughs> they went out of business because everyone kept stealing the pick and mix and they left behind the business. Yeah, that's, door. that's yeah. definitely why they oh, went out of business. <laughs> that is definitely why. They left yeah. it by the door. I was, Did you do that? No, I definitely didn't. No. Were you one of those people that used to stick, used to stick, stick your grubby fingers in it? <laughs> or does he condone stealing pick and mixes from extinct stores or otherwise? You can't use your hand. You have to use one of those Yeah, no, I hate people who use their hands. It's disgusting. What's your favourite? Unlike thieving. <laughs> what's your favourite pick and mix sweet uh, oh god oh mate I can smash this go on well, right. I asked Jimmy oh, yeah but I've got mine ready all the like anything that's the kind of like chocolatey solid stuff like the ice cream cones or the white, the mice the, yeah, the, like the, the strawberry and, yeah, like those lump, those kind of like it, they all taste like white chocolate or like kind of strawberry chocolate do you yeah. know what I mean all those ones jazzles all that shit jazzles. I just load up on like five different versions of the same <laughs> fucking thing and just I'll go mental I'll be quite boring and big cola bottles Oh, oh, it's the worst one. one. Yeah, it's a good one. one. With sugar or one? without sugar? Uh, I like, like both. Right, yeah. yeah. If you, I, I quite like sour stuff. So the, oh, okay, yeah. 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 Oh, a cola cubes quite nice as well. Oh, I love cola yeah, cubes. If you eat too much, that makes your tongue sore. Does it? What? Maybe maybe I've got a <laughs> defective To be fair, mouth. if I eat too many sweets, my tongue goes funny as well. Yeah. Mm. Well... Uh, <laughs> things to talk about. We, we digress. Yeah, you know, you derailed the fucking podcast for about two hours on ice cream once last year, so we're not doing it again. It's 2020, it's a new era. Ice cream. Oh. No, 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 no. It's we're not doing it. 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 We'll talk about this afterwards, Jimmy, okay, cool, but it's fine. called Blue Cloud. Right, okay. Sorry, Marvin. Trivium. <laughs> Trivium. Well, Matt Heafy's busy doing 
metal covers of Toss a Coin to Your Witcher right now, which I'm <laughs> that is fully, true, yes. fully <laughs> stoked on. But now, uh, we've been here before at least twice with Trivium. It's probably fair to say, right? They are back on the verge of, um, I think, putting themselves in the position of being one of the premier bands in metal again. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, that, don't get me wrong. They've always been right up there. Um, you know, they've never kind of completely fallen off the rails or... Um, you know they've always played like really solid sized venues across Europe especially um, but that last album was just so fucking good I think it might actually have become my favourite Trivium album it's definitely yeah. mine um, yeah it. it was Shogun for years but it's just I go every time I think I really want to listen to Trivium I just put on the sin of the sentence now like, that's I really my favourite I think it's brilliant like I feel like I lost my way a little bit with them like it just, I think a lot of people did you know, I was just kind of like yeah they're cool but I didn't feel massively strongly if i'm honest and the sin of the sentence came out and i just really loved like all the tracks on it, I just just thought that it was every time with them that band has really smashed it, it is when they stuck to, i mean i sound like i'm being a hypocrite because i'm not saying they shouldn't experiment if that's what they honestly want to do but every time they basically just sat there and gone we're trivium this is what trivium is good at we're gonna do it um ascendancy shogun in waves and the sin in the sentence and all those albums are fucking great and then yeah. when they seem to have overthought their next steps like oh let's do let's get david draymond in to produce and you know because he's a big deal in america and that will kind of create a slightly different vibe or let's do like a kind of power metal album because eh, why <laughs> you know <laughs> Um, I think it's confidence as well. You know, I think some of the tracks that are their strongest are ones where they just come out and just sound really, really confident mm. on them. And again, that sounds like a bit of a simplistic thing to say, but yeah, I don't know. You just feel it's the like, truth. You just feel like there's just a strength there in some of their best songs. And um, I really think the last record, it just had a sense of confidence about it. Yeah. And yeah, like you said, just good songs. Yeah. Like the songs on it were all fucking great. Um, and the tour they did, the Metal Hammer tour, on that bill with Code Orange, Venom Prison and Power Trip, they could have easily been shown up a little bit on a tour like that and it was the best time I've ever seen them and I would just, all the all the will in the world to make them take that forward and just smash it again because when they're on it, Trivium, one of the best bands in metal. Simple I really that. hope Sever the Hand stays in the set list, whatever they do next. You <laughs> might say that. It's my favourite. Banger, no doubt about it. <laughs> uh, we've got a big list here. Buried Tomorrow as well. They've um, obviously dropped a new track at the end of last year. Oh, did they? Um, yeah, oh, so uh, they've just wrapped up the Black Flame cycle and it looks like they're kind of getting straight back on it again, hopefully. Again, young British band, um, you know, They've kind of just managed to slowly but surely become become one of the um, biggest bands in modern British metal without ever being really like the hype band that everyone plants their flag in. You know what well, I mean? Well, I think that's the problem is that they always felt like they were actively being de-hyped. That's not a word. But uh, for a long time, they felt like the media... Certainly taken for granted, at least. Yeah, yeah, they felt like the media was against them. They felt like other people were sort of getting the spotlight for whatever reason, whether it was to do with trends or people's connections or whatever. And... It felt like, you know, I think they felt a bit hard done by, um, but they've had a core group of fans that have stuck with them and they've carried on like through hard times. And now they're at this place where they've got this relationship with their fans where they really try and listen and give back and, and spend a lot of time supporting them. Like Danny Winter Bates has just organised these safe spaces on the yeah, very tomorrow really tour cool, as well because yeah. he works in the NHS um, in mental health and he's organised these spaces where people can go and talk about what's going on with them and accessing services and stuff. And he's, you can really feel like he's trying to make a difference. You know, it's not, he doesn't just want to go and sing, although like obviously 
that's great. You know, he wants to be more in people's lives and help change people's lives the better. I think that's really admirable. And their songs are, you know, they just do metalcore really well and they can just go and just crush a room. A Buried Tomorrow show is really high energy. Yeah, you know, it's great. Yeah. Again, like a lot of, it's it's a lot to get up on stage every night and do a show. And Buried Tomorrow, one of those bands where whenever I watch them, I just think they've just got energy. They're just on. They're just really Yeah, I've seen it a few on, times. You know. I've never phoned it in. It's always Ex- been, exactly yeah. that. Never phoned it in. Never kind of, felt like it was anything but 100% yeah. and a band that can go on stage and totally give it 100% and care about the people that are there as well like can't ask for more than that can no. you absolutely fucking Lulu back back everything you both just said um <laughs> speaking of young british exciting bands kind of out of the blue looks like marmosets are going to be up to stuff next year yeah um josh from the band uh tweeted the very simple words marmosets 2020 so unless oh. they're running for the u.s presidency <laughs> i think it's fair to say that uh we're going to get new marmosets music this year which is weird because i was actually listening to the weird and wonderful that day um and i was under the impression from pretty much everything i'd heard um and what we'd kind of seen from them recently aka fuck all that um they weren't really looking at doing much in the near future um so this was a really pleasant surprise and i would be very interested to see uh what they do next thoughts feels like they've always just done their own thing as well like you can't really tell what they're gonna do like they started out as this sort of spiky angular i don't know what that means you know (laughs) what i mean though the spiky kind of like erratic like british rock slash i think angular was a fair fair term well it's just one of those words you wheel out then you go that's a music journalism word that doesn't really mean anything but i mean sort of like staccato spiky slight aggression thanks jimmy so yeah i think they've they've always had their own personality and I kind of like the fact, like you said, they could just kind of come out and go, we've got new music coming out. I think that's cool because it's nice to be surprised. Surprised And I think they always do that. I think they always surprise. You never quite know what sort of songs they're going to put out. And there's always something in them. There's always like a little bit of experimentation, a little bit of something new, a little bit of a new sound that you can Mm. get on board with and go, oh, hey, I didn't know they could do that. That's cool. I did feel like the last album was an odd one. There's like some yeah. fucking amazing tracks on there. I think Major System Error might be my favourite song they've ever done. But there was also a lot of stuff on there that felt like it didn't quite fit with what they were trying to do. I feel like they gradually um, sort of um, sanded the edges down a bit. Yeah, maybe that's a good way Maybe they sanded maybe a little bit too much on the last one, whereas the one before that was, you felt like it was sort of very kind of... Um, felt more urgent. More and and exactly, like, yeah. yeah. More urgent, more intense. I did a facial expression at L, I should just clarify. <laughs> I did one back. It's this one. <laughs> Uh, they're both wonderful <laughs> facial expressions you should be proud of yourselves oh thanks okay. uh, you've so got yeah. a good face too thanks thanks my mum doesn't say so she's <laughs> <laughs> partly responsible for your face I know that's why she hates it yeah uh, going <laughs> <laughs> and a happy new year is this therapy oh okay <laughs> We're on a Not couch. The band. Yeah. No, no, we're on a couch. We can sit down and have a chat. It's all Thanks. good. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> Creeper. Uh, I know they're a band close to your heart. Very, John very James. Much so, yes. Um, uh, they are doing stuff. They are, uh, we presume, doing a new album out. 
mostly written, I think, when I was speaking to Will the other day. He said, uh, Oh, inside scoop. Done, yeah. Nice, good. So that's, uh, it's very exciting, so I'm looking forward to hearing that. Um, what do you hope for from a Creeper album? A band who love to play with their image, love to play with, um, you know, storylines and mystique well, uh, and symbolism. And... I had their first uh, show, I was going to say Matchback, first show back uh, a couple months ago, wasn't it, in, uh, in Camden? Mm. I was sad I wasn't there, but like, uh, they've changed their image and stuff. They've got new branding out. Um, I hope it's still some of the more goth punk stuff like along the same lines as as it but like the same with AFI like they've always evolved their sound I'm wondering how long it would take you to bring up AFI well, this is quite <laughs> a long time to, to be, be fair. fair I've done well yeah I I've think it's done really well, well. Yeah. Is it good that's that's <laughs> about 45 or so minutes in go, I yeah, think good. so I'm that's solid and if you are wondering Jimmy Havoc's name is of course taken from Mr. Davey Havoc Mr. Davey Havoc yes, yes absolutely and uh, his entrance theme is famously I Hope You Suffer by yes. AFI well, it was it was yeah yes. it was in progress yes um, and I, we saw it uh, get used very recently and tear the house down, which was yes. good. So that was nice. Uh, but yeah, Creeper anyway, sorry, on the goth punk Yeah, I'm very vibe. much uh, ex- very excited about that. Yeah. Uh, and Turning Me In My Arms was my favourite one of a couple of years ago. Because that came out sound as blood, I think, didn't it? AFI. Oh, yeah, did you? Yeah, yeah as AFI, yeah. 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 <laughs> Creeper that, did a that, funeral that. for some of their songs. How do you feel about that? Um, I'm pretty sure they've played some of them since, yeah, to be I honest. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I'm not. I didn't see their last show. So I was, I at, the, I was I at that funeral one. I was yeah. at the funeral, but I, w- I haven't seen them since they did the funeral. Yeah. Um, you were right then. You can still get to hear favourites. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, but I saw Frank Turner at Wembley and he, he said he played me and my friends was the last time I was ever going to play it because that was about him coming up, but he's played it every time I've seen him since. So. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> so, Rockstars well, are always going back on their word, yeah. like Motley Crue. Fire well, when they're back, like, yeah, I'm right. looking forward to Motley Crue next year. I've got tickets for that already in Orlando. So Good for you. Yeah. Do you know a Motley Crue fan, Marlene? I love Motley Crue. That's why I can't stand to watch them anymore, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. The time I saw them was at Download a couple of years ago, and I was really drunk, and they seemed really good. So. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I've seen them be fucking great, but yeah. it was... Uh, a while last time I saw them be truly brilliant was probably Download 2009 I think when they had on the second stage they were great that day but um, you know that's for another time yeah. uh, who else could be doing stuff I just remembered that um, it's probably round about time for a new Carpenter Brute record which would be good oh yeah the king of synthwave himself that would be really cool smashed out of the underground and kind of took um, synthwave uh, to everyone's wider consciousness last time out um, could you repeat the trick do you reckon uh, yeah I want to get more in depth with it because at the live shows they sort of had the visuals at the back that were sort of telling the story weren't they of like um, this guy and his girlfriend and stuff and I feel like they were going to develop that story in some way but I can't remember how I'm sure we talked about it with him in an interview Mm. so I'm kind of curious I love that Carpenter Street record and I can just listen listen to that all day to be honest so if he does something like that again then it'd be cool if he's got like more visuals and more story as well I'd be well into that like a comic book or something would be cool. Yeah, that'd be really that. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be badass. Um, we don't really know what some of the big, big heavyweights are doing. Um, kind of Maiden. Uh, when I saw Maiden in California in September, Bruce said there'd be new music sooner than we think. I mean, any point in 2020 would probably come under that category. So it'll be interesting to see if we see anything from Maiden. Of course, Steve Harris is currently doing stuff with British Lion. Uh, Bruce has uh, various spoken word things. Um, going on through the year 
Um, and then um, Maiden are doing the third leg of the Legacy of the Beast tour across summer. So there's not actually a lot of time in there to really to get a new album done. So I'm interested to see if they can fit that in and if that's on the agenda. I certainly hope it is because it will have been five years since Book of Souls and that's a long fucking time. And I want new Maiden I just, music. I just think they're tireless. Like, I don't know how yeah, they do it. Like, crazy, I want what they're having. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> A successful 40-year metal career. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> what are you saying? Because I'm a young woman, I can't have exactly the same lifestyle. No, as I did a, not say that at all. I said, Good luck having a 40-year. Man. <laughs> but you need to get on with your debut album. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, you haven't written anything yet. <laughs> just saying. I just want their energy. I just, you know, I think that's amazing. Like, you know, I know you're a huge, huge Maiden fan. Um, sure I am. And they don't mean quite the same thing to me but I'd really admire yeah, what they've done do you know what I mean I'm not a huge fan to be honest I sorry have, Merlin I think what they've built right. is I'm glad you recognise you should apologise <laughs> <laughs> appreciate your apology I feel a bit like we're on the naughty couch <laughs> really are I feel like that a lot to be fair. especially okay, I'm, like, I'm okay with it yeah I don't care yeah. <laughs> what's um, he going to do look at him but yeah hopefully <laughs> me <laughs> fuck's sake <laughs> God do Almighty! Think, do you think I could take him on? Yeah, I'll definitely. I know you I'm could because sure. you do Taekwondo. No, 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 tai Chi. <laughs> tai Chi. Yeah, that's Tai Chi yeah. every Thursday. <laughs> you brought a sword into the office a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, was I it, did. Was it the yeah. wooden one? Brought, Terrifying. No, I, this was really embarrassing because I brought the wrong sword in. Oh, you oh, idiot! Do you want to do that? Yeah, so All I, had, the time. <laughs> I had a class. Well, in your case, that's not far off, Jim. That's the thing. <laughs> no. I, I did bring a sword to a match once. Did you? What kind of sword? Massive metal broadsword. Did you use it? Is that euphemism? Oh my word. I saw Jimmy literally uh, about a week ago um, break. What do you call those big wooden things that you were smashing into him? The, what, the, the big toothpicks. Barbecue skewers. Yeah, barbecue skewers. yeah smashed into my head. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, I saw him get barbecue skewers smashed into his head so hard that they were just Sticking like standing there top. like a mohawk. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, mate. That's fine. My head still hurts from that. Actually. It's still I should think it there. did. Yeah. It's got holes in it. Yeah. I'll show an L the video of that guy pouring salt way. into oh, things. Oh, fuck well. me. Yeah. Oh. Jimmy's currently showing Al his scars it and recent like injuries. Just got a cheese <laughs> if for some yeah, reason you've much, missed yeah. out on the absolute <laughs> insanity that is a Jimmy Havoc uh, death match, then uh, there's some probably not safe for work highlights on YouTube. Looks like someone's yeah. got yeah, a cheese grater yeah. and has grated a bit of your head off. No, no, I've done cheese graters before. I, I was holding a cheese grater once and I fell over with it and I took some of my finger off. So that was fun. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't get more metal than that, does it? <laughs> and speaking of which... To get us back on track, eh? <laughs> uh, Metallica, another interesting one. Obviously, James has been in rehab. We don't know yeah. if he's still going through the process or not. Uh, we haven't heard anything from the Metallica camp for a while on that. Um, but they're doing those big US shows, the festival shows, yeah. where they're playing two sets at each show. Those should be great. Um, yeah, I want to try and get along to one of them. Mm. Yeah, all right, Mr. America. Well, I live there. What? It's not my fault, <laughs> is it? Well, it is. You moved there. Well, yeah, I put it. It's my fault. I went there, yeah. But uh, sorry, we well, can come America. visit if you want. Thanks, mate. I'd love to. I'm not Captain America. I'm Batman. Oh, yeah. I'm Batman. You're, you're Robin at best. Come on. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that's not fair. You, you can could be just Batman. be a goth Captain America. So all the wholesome stuff you could just strip away, and you can just be this like, you know, represent everything that's unwholesome. <laughs> Sounds about right. Anyway, you're Thanos, mate. Um, where were we? Metallica. <laughs> I don't want half the world to die. So. Trying to keep this somewhere <laughs> on the rails, guys. Um, yes, Metallica. It's going to be four years since Hardwired to Self Destruct in uh, ooh, September or November time. I can't quite remember when that album came out, but come yeah, this autumn, it would have been four it years. It's like a long time now. Yeah. yeah. It is, but I wonder if, um, you know, uh, when I interviewed 
Lars and James, they both pretty much said that they don't want it to be another eight years yeah, before yeah. a new album. Um, maybe four years is a bit soon. There might be a bit more mileage in this current tour setup they've got yet, but um, I'd like to think they're seriously thinking about new music. I just like... I just like the way, again, like you get the surprise element. Like there wasn't anything for ages and they did like through the never. And obviously some people hated on that, but it's like they'd just done something completely random. Yeah. Like last year they had out that children's book, the A to Z of Metallica. It's like, yeah, why not? Yeah. Why not just do that? Because you can. So why not? Why not be creative and just do all these crazy things? Like, Did they do S&M 2 as well last year? Was that they sure yeah. did. Yeah. I went and it was bloody great. Oh, it was good. Oh, and obviously Hardwired was a double album. Yeah. Um, and it's like I just I'd love I'd love to just see something really cool and random. Yeah. Like maybe they've got a new album out, but it also comes with I don't know a VR game or it. <laughs> or <laughs> VR. Just trying to think of things like no, that. That's, that's, or it comes with an ice cream. Or it comes with a good. chocolate bar. Or it comes with you know I don't know just something really crazy. Or like they make. <laughs> Yeah. You get a little dog with it. Yeah, you can. With every issue. (laughs) Every CD. Every album. You get a little dog. What would you like with a Metallica album? Um, Ice cream would be nice. Yeah. Quite good. Maybe a little coat (laughs) for my dogs. Poor Merlin. Anyway. (laughs) Why me? (laughs) No, poor you because you're trying to keep it on track. Oh, it's fine. I I just like to see. It doesn't matter. Because I do, I do think they just throw caution to the wind and just go, we're yeah. a big band, we can just do things, let's do this. <laughs> yeah. I just love, like, we get halfway through the year and they're just like, oh, Metallica are doing X, Y, and Z. And you're just like, oh, cool. Like, didn't expect that to happen. That'd just be fun, wouldn't it? Yes, it would. And I think as well, that, um, people are really back with Metallica again. I feel like everyone's on side with them now compared yeah. to a few years ago. Yeah. They've kind of stopped being the, the standard, like, you know, laughing, like in joke of the metal scene because they're they're doing lulu or they're doing a they're spanking right. millions on a movie or whatever like pretty much everything they've done in the last few years has been fucking great um the if i had my way i'd have them do garage inc 2 and then a new album next year let's do it the festival didn't work though did it orion fest yeah yeah but even that real, was like seven eight years ago it's a real shame though because you know we've got something like not fest which now seems to be going around different bits of Europe they've got the cruise in Barcelona they've got the event here it's kind of a shame that Japan whatever well. Ma- yeah whatever Metallica did wasn't quite working because that was one well, location the in the States wasn't set it set something of a precedent I guess which isn't wouldn't be the first time no of look course at yeah, look at what's happened at Glastonbury since they've played you know they do yeah. kind of they are still kicking down doors in a way I think and, and that's, that's what awesome. I like about doing the random surprise thing that you don't know what's going to happen it's like you know when you look back and Nas was right about Napster do you know what I mean like look yeah. at look at streaming now like they are they are forward thinking as a band. Absolutely, so. we bang up for Metallica action uh, this year at some point. Um, we didn't actually end up fantasy booking not fest, but I guess we'd all agree that we'd have Slipknot at the top. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, <laughs> I don't think they need to do any special set really because they're still on a, a recent album cycle. I just want to hear um, more of that record. If you could, yeah. if you could book three other bands, let's say it's a one day. Oh, it's a one day, isn't it? Let's yeah. say it's like maybe one or two stages, but you could book like three other bands to fit on that bill that haven't been put anywhere yet who would you put on there are we going realistic or are we going like if well fairly no object because like fairly realistic you pick your favorite bands but that's not gonna happen <laughs> you know like if you're just gonna pick nine nails i think that's not gonna happen do you know what i mean uh, so we have yeah, probably not no they're probably they're probably a bit too big but only <laughs> yeah. just really Nah, definitely slip big. not bigger than nine inch nails so you could feasibly have a festival lineup that well, yeah I but is trent reznor like, a bit too big eddie so like under slip not probably i don't know if that's true about what you just said because that Slipknot are bigger than Nine Inch Nails. 
Because they Nine Inch Nails do massive venues and Trent is a worldwide recognised composer. Slipknot do equally big venues and also now stadiums, I would argue. This is a hard one. We need to get some facts. All right. Let's get the streams <laughs> out. <laughs> Let's get the streams I, I, out. I would have thought that Slipknot are bigger than Nine Inch Nails, to be fair. But Especially in today's climate. You would not have a festival bill that had Slipknot playing under Nine Inch Nails, would Definitely you? Not. But I could foresee well, a bill would, potentially but... where <laughs> Nine Inch Nails would play under Slipknot. I I can't see a bill where they would play under them, though. I can't see any situation. Yeah, both are unlikely. Both are unlikely. I'd agree I with that. I think Nine Inch Nails sort of decided to move away from doing the rock festivals and that whole scene thing, but then, I don't know. I mean, according to um, good old Spotify... Uh, closer by Nine Inch Nails, 82 million streams, which pales in comparison to the literally hundreds of millions Slipknot do. So I kind of feel like Slipknot are But then it's funny, isn't it? I think it's a different audience. This is going off on a bit of a tangent here, but it's like Tool, you know, and you were like, oh, will they still be big because they've been away and they've mm. not been on streaming platforms? And I'm like, yeah, but they're literally like massive and there's all these people that aren't on streaming platforms. And they were so good. A different generation. Slipknot bigger than them as well. Who still have... <laughs> no, but who still are. have like... Um, the pulling power to sell out venues and stuff. Well, nine, I mean? But Nine Inch Nails... It's a funny one. Like what I'm, what I'm saying is that I don't know. Like I, f- I find it with the different generations of people who listen to music, consuming music, buying different, buying music in different ways, watching music in different ways. You can't always tell just from streaming figures how much money someone could make, for example. How many people would turn out to see something. It's a little bit difficult to tell. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that, but I would still say personally, I think that Slipknot, Slipknot are recognisably and, and noticeably bigger than Nine Inch Nails. I think they probably I think they probably sell more records. I, I don't think Nine Inch Nails get much, one album. I definitely think there's much more widespread recognition of Slipknot in terms of like a household name. Like if you're walking down the road and you stop yeah, somebody definitely. going ahead of Slipknot, they definitely will have done, but Nine Inch Nails is definitely more niche. But I just think, yeah, it's difficult to tell with the way the audiences are yeah, maybe i, I don't think nine inch nails do things like saying. i would like them both I well, want you're them. allowed to like them both you can have your own opinion <laughs> tell um but yeah i if think i, I think see, nine anyway to get yeah that's a not fest i think I nine inch nails are probably a bit too big to but you know that, that, if we're talking just, like dream ones i'd love that to see slip not headline the rain festival and nine inch nails that'd be amazing yeah it would be awesome and, and i don't th- i think but i don't think it would happen probably not yeah I can have dreams. If it was a different, if it was download, <laughs> I think you could maybe have Nine Inch Nails playing under Slipknot uh, download, maybe. But something about it being a not fest makes it feel a bit too subservient to Slipknot. So yeah, who would you have? You uh, Lamb of God is a really good like. Yeah, it's just a really good match. unfuckwithable choice. I think like audiences are very similar, and they're just both great bands. Yeah, definitely. Um, who else? Well, we mentioned Code Orange, and they'd be really good openers. Yeah, that they they would probably be on my list to be honest as well. I think they'd be a that'd be an amazing yeah, booking I'd for love them. That. So that's three. Do we? Do you think there'd be like there'd definitely be like one or two more? Yeah, I mean the potent. I don't know what it's going to be. I, it could be a couple of stages for all you know. We have no idea what they're doing. I'm literally or just guessing just it would be or... a sort of like slightly bigger gig, like yeah. five yeah. bands or something. You know, yeah. like where is it? Is it Milton Keynes? Milton Keynes yeah. Bowl. No, yeah, Milton Keynes yeah. Bowl. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I I think those were great shouts. Um, I would probably I'd back Lamb of God. I th- I'd definitely back Code Orange. They'd be almost be one of the first bands I put on there just because it'd be so cool to have them on. Deftones, although they are doing download, of course. Yeah, so if we weren't Stop already. throwing spanners in all <laughs> my we weren't for download, Sorry. I'd have Corn and Deftones, I think. Yeah, with Slipknot. Yeah, I mean, again, they're both put for download, yeah. so. Limp Biscuit. 
Fuck it. Yeah, Limp Biscuit would be great. Oh, that would be a great booking. Slipknot and Limp Biscuit. I mean, Slipknot, um, Marilyn Manson yeah. as sub headliner would be pretty solid. Rob Zombie. A lot of people go to that. Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie yeah, would be a great cool. shout. Um, I'd like to see something a bit like outside of the box, um, like maybe a more old school booking. Someone like Merciful Fate, they're doing the rounds. Um, they're like a cool heritage band that a lot of people might not know so much about. Um, I would have said someone like Judas Priest, but they're already booked for Bloodstock. Um, but yeah, someone like them or um, again, Megadeth would be a cool yeah, shout. Obviously, they're on this tour with Five Finger Death Punch, but there'd be another cool, I cool shout. I feel you want bands that are going to bring a bit of a party vibe. Like mm. it's a fun day out. You don't really want anyone who's going to like be a bit slow mm. or a bit of a downer. No. You want people who can like match True. the intensity and the energy of what yeah. Slipknot do, which True. is amazing. Like Slipknot are all on stage doing a show that that is like again the self indulgence still together I don't that, think do so you can you could probably reunite them there if you wanted yeah, for your show cheers thanks why not I thought they were you're still together you're booking it do what you want <laughs> I thought they were still together but maybe I'm wrong I, I, I honestly don't know to I'm be honest I'm pretty sure I saw like Jimmy Urin pop up on social media not so long ago Jimmy Urin I think his does name. stuff like good roundabout grief. in the music industry yeah. in some way if, you know if not good grief alright that is my name yes but you're not called Jimmy Urin I'm not no no, that's a different person. Um, well, yeah, that's just some of the things we're excited about across 2020. <laughs> and next week, the new issue of Metal Hammer will be out our first of the year. That's going to go into even more depth than you've heard today on all the stuff to get excited about for 2020. It's also featuring four exclusive covers that you can pick up in shops. It's going to be massive, but more on that next week. Uh, we put out some uh, feelers for reader questions. Um, broke the record for most number of questions after the Metal Hammer podcast, I think. Oh, wow. So thanks very much <laughs> for, for coming here. Um, lots and lots for Jimmy. Some that we can, uh, all three of us can probably get stuck in on. Um, don't forget, it's facebook.com forward slash Metal Hammer readers. Or you can find us just on Twitter at Metal Hammer uh, to ask us questions for the podcast every week. Um, the first one is for Jane. Absolutely. Uh, it's from Kyle Prescott on Twitter. And he says, uh, I know you're a big fan of AFI, Jimmy. I don't really talk about it very often. So <laughs> no, you don't. Yeah, don't I know I know you should make it part of your gimmick. You. <laughs> uh, I know you're a big fan of AFI. Since you're from the UK, I was wondering if you're a fan of Architects as well. Great band. I'm very, very much a fan of Architects. Uh, all our gods have abandoned. is still one of my favourite albums, I think. That might even be in my, my top 10 albums ever. Oh, wow. Maybe I, I love it. Yeah, uh, Gone with the Wind. I think is one of the most underrated songs. Like they've ever put out. It's just a banger. Uh, the last one was fucking wicked as well. Yeah, yeah, amazing one. Um, and they're so good live as well. Oh, they are just yeah. a true national treasure of the yeah. British metal. Scene, no, I'm glad they're doing as well as they are because um, uh, they deserve it. They have not done a. Oh no! They did they headline the second stage at Download not that long ago because they'd be an interesting booking for. Yeah, I feel like now, maybe this year they'll have new music as well. It's probably about time, isn't it? Uh, towards the end of the year, it will be. Yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah, God, that's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can't fuck with architects. Do you want to yeah. take the next question, Al? Ale Alexis Desmal asks, "What is the one band with the original lineup you wish you could see?" Have you guys got a good answer for this? I wish I could have seen Nirvana. Oh mm, yeah, yeah. If we're going for anybody, Absolutely. that would have been that would have been amazing. Yeah. That's like I never got a chance to see Pantera either. Yeah, no, Pantera back I. in the day yeah, would have been them, yeah. Yeah. like yeah, before it all went to shit yeah. and Phil disgraced himself. <laughs> 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 That'd been good. Uh, yeah, that's a great shout. 
I mean, yeah, including artists that are no longer with us. Um, Queen would have been fucking amazing. Yeah, Queen, of course. Yeah. I've got I've got an Alison Chains T-shirt on. Alison Chains with Lane would have just been something else. I think that's the thing, actually. Like you guys have just named all the bands that I. <laughs> <laughs> well, because Sorry. it's oh, no, no. It's just it's just sad when you love something but you've never yeah absolutely been yeah. able to see it before you yeah. know like you're just never gonna have that opportunity but i, I, I had tickets for the michael jackson tour before he died Did really? you? yeah no yeah. the, the 30 dates of the o2 and uh yeah. and uh, i wish i'd have seen george michael before he died. that would have been great yeah, yeah. fuck that would have loved to see george michael um I saw Black Sabbath, but it was when Bill wasn't with the band. Oh, I wouldn't, if Black Sabbath did decide to do one last show with Bill, I'd love to go to yeah. that. Um, Guns N' Roses with Izzy and Steve included would be cool. Um, I've seen them perform with Izzy for a couple of songs. And obviously they're doing, you know, Duff and uh, Slasher back in the band at the moment. But, but Guns N' Roses with Izzy and Steve would be amazing. Or I'd take Matt Sorum, to be honest, as well. Um, I'd love to see Linkin Park again with Chester. Yeah, yeah of know, course. When we saw hybrid, them do Hybrid Theory at Download, yeah, like that the run good, through. Yeah. That's one of my favourite ever shows. Genuinely the best half hour I've probably ever yeah. had. I loved it so gig. much. Um, Rage Against the Machine, who are back. I'm hoping I get to see them again. Uh, Thin Lizzy with Phil, of course, uh, would be awesome. I saw them with um, Scott uh, Gorham um, about 10 years ago, and that was really good fun. Um, and also, I'd actually love to see Marilyn Manson with the Hollywoods yeah. lineup. That'd be cool. Um, Twiggy's a bit problematic nowadays, yeah. but I, I saw them on that tour, the Hollywood tour. Oh, did you? Yeah. Fuck! Well, when yeah, he had the good. big I headdress and right stuff. In front, of, in front of, I think it was a, He came on on the chariot. Yeah, yeah. I had I the home video to that. I read it actually that year when it was him and Eminem. Oh, yeah. And that he come on for oh. um, that was good. I stood in front of Twiggy, so that was quite cool. Oh and that God. was the year of like the big parental protest thing as yeah. well, wasn't it? Where all the parents were yeah. going outside the venues to yeah. protest against him playing. Yeah. I remember watching it on the evening news. Like, oh, yeah? well, I was just having dinner with my family. And that was the last time where it f I mean, Marilyn Manson was always Marilyn Manson's band, but back then it felt like it was still a band of distinct personalities. Yeah, yeah. Whereas nowadays it tends to feel more like Manson and. In and whatever kind of collaborator yeah. he's working with at the time plus some other people you know half that band is in Rob Zombie's band now yeah I weird. think so John Five's in Rob Zombie now yeah, yeah and Ginger yeah. Fishes as well yeah oh yeah um, other than I Hope You Suffer uh, <laughs> what yeah. is the best ring entrance music in wrestling asks Beanie 12 um, on Twitter British wrestling called Rampage Brown comes out to I Will Be Heard that was good for yeah. Hatebreed and that just gets the crowd going so that dropped to that progress show the other day yeah, as well. That was good, great. Yeah. That was real good. Uh, uh, Edge's Old Entrance Music. The, um, Alter Bridge. Alter Bridge run. Yeah. That's always, that's a good song. That's a good one. Yeah, if we're talking uh, wrestlers that have had like quote unquote real songs. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's pretty cool. Bret Hart's is always a good tune though. Oh yeah. Day. That's yeah. A, that's well underrated. My favorite was always Shawn Michaels obviously. Because it was so ridiculous and wrong, he was what? a sexy yeah. boy. I don't know what that one was. You have to like explain for people who don't me? understand wrestling okay. things. Okay. Shawn Michaels entrance <laughs> music was literally uh, him going do 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 whoo, whoo, whoo. I think I'm cute. Nah, nah, nah. I know I'm sexy. Nah, nah, nah. I got the looks. Nah, nah, nah. They drive the girl wild. I got the moves. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Yeah. Really that was good. it. And then That's he danced down to the ring. Like that. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the real American. And he's uh, widely considered the greatest professional wrestler of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Were you about to say, say Hulk Hogan? Hogan? Yeah, real American is a, is a tune. It is a banger, isn't it? Yeah. I know he's, uh, again, um, yeah. disgraced. We should have like a problematic people swear jar or something <laughs> <laughs> when we have to talk about wrestlers and rock stars on the podcast. 
that's 50p um yeah that that what banger that song is yeah fair kane's original as well oh yeah like big heavy metal song yeah undertaker having kid rock and then limp biscuit bangers <laughs> good times um do you want to do the next one now new metal <laughs> given too much of a push too soon or ahead of its time asks tyler durpin i would say neither of those things yeah, neither. really it was just a fucking it. awesome genre yeah. that produced some genuinely brilliant bands and a lot of wicked one-hit wonders. I understand that the, some of the hatred towards it, but I don't know. I loved it, and I still love it. I still listen to Limp Bizkit. We saw Limp Bizkit last year, didn't we? And like we sang at Montreal, mm-hmm. and like Ari, the hatred. Mm. Curious to know what you guys think because I love new metal, and that was what yeah. got me into metal. Yeah, and same, I hadn't yeah. really heard about it before, and it was this whole new world opening up to me that I just didn't know Sanies. about. And it was like amazing, and it literally changed my life because I wouldn't be sitting here right now if it wasn't for that. Yeah. Um, but it's like I was like in it, just loving it, and thought it was great. But obviously now I'm older, I can see why people listening to traditional metal bands were like, "What the fuck is this childish bullshit?" Because it was like young people in baggy pants. <laughs> often singing stupid things or having a bit of a moan and i still stand by it because i still love it and it's great um and it's not like i look back and go oh no like i like this awful music so i don't feel that way i still love no, that I mean, music and i still listen to it i still stand by it i don't have any guilty pleasures or anything but i can definitely see it now as an older person like at the time of it could you understand why people didn't like it or does it sort of take a few years to understand it? no I, th- I think even back then like i could sort of understand the criticisms yeah but then like I, I feel like I I get why I was bullied at school as well because I was different and I was yeah. But like then you got Fred Durst who isn't known for not acting like a dickhead most of the time. So <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? like so leave Fred alone. <laughs> it's a Fred Durst stand podcast. No, no, I love him. I love him. But Red Cap. Yeah, he was a bit of a dickhead sometimes. He, he could come across yeah. like uh, yeah, a, an, get, an interesting fellow towards him from that. And like I, I do get from like traditional metal fans why they would have hated you can say Fred Durst was more of a dickhead than like 90% of prominent rock and metal from well they were all doing it at the time weren't they they were all like making comments and like just doing loads of drugs and drinking loads and just going mental but but he yeah him and Limp Bizkit were the sort of poster boys for for new metal really weren't they at my school I feel like it was more it was a funny one I was going to say more Slipknot but it was like the younger kids that were into Slipknot like the mini washers they'd have like the hoodies on and stuff and like the older kids would be more into like Limp Bizkit so it was like probably a little bit of a not like a divide I think everyone still liked all the music but definitely like the flagship bands of different age groups sort of thing Mm. well I'd agree with that yeah Yeah, I suppose Limp Bizkit around just before Slipknot anyway really wouldn't Mm. they I didn't even uh, think of why because there weren't really enough metalheads in my school to like have you feel like you were a lame metalhead for yeah. liking new metal. It was just like, even just okay. by liking Linkin Park and Limp Bizkit, you're a bit of an outsider yeah, absolutely, at yeah. school just by proxy. So it was only really when I started to, I guess, pick up metal magazines and get more into the culture itself that I kind of thought, oh, new metal is not cool then, I guess. Um, and kind of, I almost felt a bit embarrassed by coming in at that level because that's what a lot of the scene made you feel like. Uh, they, you know, they made, made you feel ashamed to be a new metal fan. Um, and then I grew the fuck up and realised that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, new metal's awesome. <laughs> exactly. Um, Dangerous Brian what a on name. Twitter. 
He's do you Brian. Remember, what's dangerous about interacting? <laughs> do you remember Dangerous Brian from the Brian? What was it? Oh, the TV show on Saturdays on ITV. Oh, this is great. Talk, uh, there, there, there was a segment on this TV show. CD UK? No, no, no. It was, it was like, a, it was like um, a, SNTV? No, no. It was like a, it was like a one-hour show from this Brian something or other. But yeah, this bit where he's called Dangerous Brian. He wore like this silver outfit and he used to do stupid things. I'll find out what it is. Was it on Richard Not Judy where they had the Curious no. Orange that talked? No. No. Not Brian Connolly. Yeah. Not no, his show. What time of day was it? I think it was like Saturdays in the afternoon, I think. But it's definitely, yeah, Google Google this. Yeah. Anyway, we'll we'll go on with the question. Yeah, so Dangerous Brian, who I apologise for not recognising this clearly famous reference that I'm too stupid to know. I mean, he might just be dangerous, though. His name probably is Brian. It could be a massive coincidence. Um, uh, Brian has asked, if you could form a stable of metalheads from AEW, All Elite Wrestling, uh, who would you pick to be a member and what song would you name the stable after? Cool. Okay, well, obviously Jericho's got to be in it. Oh yeah, he likes a bit of metal. Yeah. I think uh, he's way more into the kind of eighties. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Frank Xarian, I think he's got his own band. Oh really? Uh, yeah, I think they're playing the whiskey, or they did over Christmas. Wow. Uh, he's in that. Uh, Darby Allen's a bit of a, a punk guy. Um, cool. I think he likes some metal as well. I put him in that. That's a good little um, stable. Yeah. Who would you? Uh, I don't know what we call. What'd you name it? Obviously, after. I'd have to do an AFI thing for the Lost Souls. Oh, nice! Yeah. Well done, thanks, mate. That was that was thought of quickly. <laughs> the Lost Souls. I've always wanted to call, stick call, that on a, a t-shirt. I've always wanted to have a stable called Lost Souls. Yeah, yeah. I I would buy that t-shirt. Thanks, mate. Um, I did just look it up, and Dangerous Brian was Brian Connolly. Oh, Brian Connolly. The Brian Connolly show. So there you go. Uh, Al, do you want to I wasn't making stuff up. No, <laughs> you got I think I was just imagining some guy in a silver suit. Amazing pop culture reference, whereas we are devoid of culture. Know. We know nothing. That amazing pop culture reference from 1996. Didn't you have a little like ferret or something that used to hit? Yes. What? Yeah, yeah. Used to hit with and then used to say sharp. It's only whatever it was. It's only a puppet. It's only yeah. a puppet, yeah. <laughs> oh, God, this is all sparking memories in me now. It's only a puppet. <laughs> Whatever happened to that guy? I anyway, sorry, I'm derailing the fucking we podcast now. Um, Should I do a question? Yeah, go, go on. on, shut me up. Rob Lake says, Happy New Year to you all. Oh, Happy New Year, mate. Happy New Year, Rob. Now, who do you want in the magazine over the next year and who was the biggest get over the last year? Oh, man. If you could pick anyone to interview, I, I, think, I think I know who your in answer would be. Year? Yeah. I've written down one answer that I reckon would be yours. I didn't look at it. Maybe you know me better than I know myself. We've been talking about him, Mr. Oh, Trent Reznor. Tr- yeah. yeah, well, I, he's, he's my white well. whale. Like I've never interviewed him. <laughs> <laughs> I've never even read Maybe Dick, to be honest. Um, <laughs> I've interviewed probably everybody that I listened to growing up and that I listen to now and that I, you know, that's pretty cool. I mean, there's a lot of people that I really enjoy the music of. But I've never interviewed Trent because Night Nails don't do a whole lot of media these days because yeah. they don't really need to. Who's your favourite person you've ever interviewed? Um, well, I was always I was excited when I interviewed Manson just because I always wanted to interview Manson. And I'm always very thought, excited about that one as well, weren't you? I well, when I did Manson. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought it would be the only time I met him, so I was like, I need to like, you know, like 
make this count sort of thing. And then like I interviewed him about three more times soon after. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, no, I've interviewed him a few times. Best friends. Best friends forever. <laughs> and uh, also interviewed him while he was sitting on a toilet. But he was clothed. Oh, good. There was there just yeah. no other seats available? Or? That, that was exactly it, actually. <laughs> why, are you, why are you doing the interview <laughs> in the bathroom? Because we were backstage at oh, his okay. show. And he was in this room of like 20 people yeah. and he was sitting on this one chair and there was like a table and he was playing music. And there were all these people in the room, like industry people and like fans and people he knew and yeah. stuff. And I was meant to be interviewing him after the show. So I get in this room of like 20 people and I'm like, I don't want to interview months in a room of 20 people. Yeah. This is just like not the ideal situation. And he only had this one chair. So he got up and offered it to me. And I was like, that's not really fair. Like That's your chair. Um, and he's like, oh, there's nothing else here apart from the toilet. And I think I was like, oh, if you're really like rock and roll, you do the interview in the toilet. So he just got <coughs> up and <laughs> got up and did the interview That's in the toilet. Cool, so <laughs> I sat on the chair that he'd given me and he sat on the porcelain throne. Wow. But yeah, I just think um, he's just one of those people that likes to say things that are shocking and interesting. And I like, like I said, I like surprise. I like to yeah. sort of talk to somebody and not really know what they're going to come out with. It just makes it interesting. And he does kind of use similar jokes with different interviewers. Yeah. I think he sort of has his bits that he likes to do, but it's just kind of interesting sitting down, not really know what's going to happen. Mm. So yeah. So get Manson back in the mag. You'd be more than welcome to. Uh, yeah, hopefully we'll be doing well. I'm sure we will be doing stuff with Manson this year if he has got a new Who's album. Who's yours, on the way. Merlin? Who do you want? Well, to I, I wrote down Trent Reznor. I'm obviously nowhere near the Nine Inch Nails fan you are, but I'd love to um, uh, pick his brains. But number one would probably be Axl Rose, just because oh, cool. yeah, be he cool. just doesn't really do those kind of interviews anymore, and it would just be amazing. To I didn't even think about that because he's just kind of you know this sort of big, like you know classic rock star just out there mm. in the ether. Um, and in terms of uh, who are the biggest gets last year, I mean, with Metal Hammer, one of the things we really love doing is just uniting artists and getting conversations that you just won't see anywhere else. So um, having Amy Lee and Sharon Donado in the same room as each other talking was really fucking cool. It'd never been done before. Might never be done again. Well, they're more likely to be done now because they're touring together this year. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> still, it, it was, was a cool world exclusive though. for us, all right? Yeah, it was really cool. Uh, and they hadn't actually confirmed that they were, they hadn't actually officially booked that tour when we did that. So that's pretty cool. Um, getting Ramstein, getting Flacker to talk to us was awesome. Um, uh, that was like, it, it, it predominantly talked to us about kind of pre Ramstein career, but they're not a band that does a whole lot of press. So that was really cool. Obviously, Tool was amazing. Um, finally getting the band to actually open up to L uh, about the new record was fascinating um, and getting the first Baby Metal interview last year as well they again they, um, they're a band that we're always very proud to kind of be first on the scene with um, and last year was no exception so that was cool Slipknot as well we did like yeah Slipknot that was special great special kind of um, massive feature on them it was All Hope Is Gone wasn't it was that the last year's one or no we've done two more since then Help me. Which Slipknot was the last one? The last record? The album? Yeah, it was the album. I just skipped back in time. We are not your kind. Yeah, we are not your kind. Yeah. We did do an All Hope Is Gone <laughs> uh, cover. But that though. was like a year that's and a like half ago. That's a few years ago, wasn't it? No. Uh, just over a year ago. Oh. Just yeah. over a year ago, yeah. Oh, okay. I haven't gone too far back in time. But yeah, the last one, obviously. Time is a nebulous concept. Time is a nebulous <laughs> concept. Obviously, the last one was We Are Not Your Kind. And I'm thinking of the shoot we did with the um, collectible covers. So we had the nine members and... Yeah, that was cool. Um, that was cool. I yeah. love doing that. I still haven't got all the members that I wanted, so I'll have to 
Keep well, I've seen some sites on uh, eBay you can <laughs> <laughs> pay a lot of money for now. Uh, not mine, by the way, just to be absolutely clear. Uh, Moonlit Knit asks, if you could only pick one album to listen to the rest of your life, what would it be? Is it an AFI one? What do you think? <laughs> Which one? Uh, probably The Art of Drowning. Is that your favourite AFI that record? Sorrow. Because that's a question here as well yeah. from Just Martin eighty five on Twitter. Why we're here? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it goes back and forth between Singer Sorrow and Art of Drown. I think is my favourite. The Art of Drown is the first one to listen to. Uh, I saw him supporting the Offspring Same. in like a one, I think. Um, is that one where Davey stacked it on stage. Possibly yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I'd never heard of him before. I only went to the Offspring, and I just thought AFI were incredible. Mm. Uh, fell in love. Yeah, oh, so. that's such a nice. I back your AFI album choices. I'd probably chuck Black Sails in there as well. Yeah, it was like three tens out of ten in a row that run, wasn't it? If you got a different one, uh, I'd, I'd, uh, I hope Suffer obviously has a lot of uh, emotional connection to me because of you know using the music and um you know the lyrics are very uh, how I how I feel about a lot of things, <laughs> um, but uh, I think Total Immortal. Oh, um, that's one of my favourites as well. Yeah. What um what would be one album you'd listen to forever if you had to? Well. I really hate this question. Well, it is a question. You're going to have to answer it. Why? Why would you make me? Do you want to join the magazine? Me You'll make a great question. interviewer. <laughs> you can't make me answer a question, Jimmy. I bet I could. I don't know. Like, it's just really hard. You're leaving this booth with staples in your head <laughs> because, or something. I'll have my okay, staples at home. So. The problem is, is that I'm thinking about it too hard because there's albums that I really love that I'd want to listen to forever because I love them. But then if you've only got one album for the rest of your life, you feel like you should maximise it and like make it a double album or something. It's like Desert Island Discs where they say people can't take the Bible because loads of people said it because it's like a really long book and stuff. So it's like... So you take your Bible. Do you, <laughs> like, do you pick something that's just got loads and loads and loads of songs on it? It could be like a, a box set. Exactly, yeah. Is that allowed? I don't know. Like, could I take, you know, you the Alice in Chains music like bank, which is just like there, yeah. a big box. Good there. answer. But isn't that all like, like B-sides and stuff? I mean, one album for the rest of your life. The one album that I've probably listened to the most because I've listened to it an awful lot when I'm falling asleep. I have to fall asleep to music because I've got tinnitus. And there's two albums I fall asleep to. One is uh, Le Roy. I don't think you pronounce it like that. It's King in French. Le Ra. Le Ra et More which is by a band called Enigma, which are kind of a, you know, atmospheric, avant-garde, yeah. world music type band. And then the other album is Blood Flowers by The Cure, which I oh, just nice. love, love, love. And Blood Flowers makes me have a really good sleep. So if I could only pick one album, that one would be quite useful because yeah. I think it's a really great album and it helps me have a good night's sleep. But I don't know. I just really hate that question because Pearl Jam's 10, I think I would really want. That's a good answer. Yeah, I put Hollywood by Marilyn Manson not just because it is probably my favorite album of all time. Well, but Pearl Jam's Ten is basically my favorite album. But well, yeah, ever. but also I picked Hollywood because it's 19 tracks long. So if I was yeah, only have to listen to one it. thing so forever, I'm getting a lot of it. stuff out of that. I know, right? So that would probably be my pick. I could listen to like three tracks a day and just let yeah. that get me through. Forever. I think I'd have to pick Pearl Jam's Ten because I just really love that record. Mm. But I also like falling asleep. <laughs> to, to goth music falling asleep is underrated to goth music as well um, the rest oh, of these questions are pretty much all for Jimmy Havoc so okay. we can do this as like a yes. quick fire round I guess um, Jimmy Havoc staple gun on Twitter <laughs> that's where you left it yeah that's their nickname Twitter, I didn't make that up that's the nickname no, there's quite a lot there's a Mighty Skulls umbrella oh good good <laughs> that's, that's, that's a good account <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. What did uh, you say that barbecue stick thing was called? A barbecue stick. A skewer. A skewer. <laughs> barbecue <laughs> stick. <laughs> barbecue <laughs> stick's fine. I just called it a giant toothpick when I was trying to yeah. describe it earlier. Someone needs to set up an account then that's Jimmy Havoc skewer. Oh, no, that, uh, there's uh, another restaurant called Masada. Uh, he started using the skewers. So that's that's his thing. Oh, okay. I see. So, there was a MJF scarf. I think that's a, that's an account on nice, Twitter. Nice, good, well, right? good. Sure, why not? Mm. All uh, other Twitter accounts are available. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Havoc Staple Gun asked, "Do you ever to li- do you ever listen to Ice Nine Kills, Jimmy?" Uh, yeah, uh, uh, I saw Horror that, uh, question. Uh, earlier actually yeah so I, I stuck them up I've never listened to them before but yeah I thought it was quite good uh, the last album uh, I think it was like inspired by like horror movies and stuff it was yeah horror movie yeah. concept album Silver yeah, it was real cool. yeah that's it yeah. yeah I thought it was real good yeah. yeah I enjoyed that up your street um, we've done fa- favourite AFI album uh, Monsoon W on Twitter asks what's your favourite Slipknot album and why oh, um, probably a self-titled one Sames yeah Liberate is such a fucking tune and uh, obviously, like surfaces and shit, and that first run of like five or six tracks so is good. up there with yeah. the best runs in the history of metal. It might even be the best run ever. It's fucking insane, absolutely insane. Yeah, like, I've liked all the albums, but I think that's the only one that's like every single track mm. is just fucking banger after banger. What about you? Oh, I like Volume Three, which I know a lot of people um, got really upset about because obviously Did it they? went. A bit, it went a bit softer, really, didn't no, it? I quite, I liked it. But I just really enjoy that record. Yeah. yeah. Um, All of them, I think, are good. Yeah, agreed. Hooray for Slipknot. Uh, Gary <laughs> Connell Jr. of One on Twitter asks, Jimmy, are you a fan of hip-hop? Uh, yeah, I like, I like some hip-hop. Yeah. Any like hot it. picks? <laughs> uh, all the real underground stuff like Eminem and Dr. Dre. And <laughs> 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 uh, I quite like Jay-Z. Uh, the Jay-Z Linkin Park gig. Was real good. Oh yeah, that that looked that awesome. That would be so cool. Envious, I didn't get yeah. to go to that. That'd have been cool. Um, um, final question, then I think from at DWFCAW. It's catchy. That's good. Jimmy, is there a go-to album that you train with? What's training? <laughs> ah, I'm joking. Uh, I, I like to put on heavy stuff. When I, I've got a playlist of like. Normally, like heavy like Slipknot, Hatebreed, that sort of stuff. I find that's a lot easier to big groovy metal bangers. Yeah, so it's a lot easier to to work out to that than uh, acoustic emo. So it doesn't really Save quite get you going. A genre. Save that what? for later night when you're cooking a candlelight supper. Yeah, I, I do tend to do that a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, candlelight dinner for myself because yeah. I'm, so, I'm so alone. Treat yourself. Thanks. thanks well, it's more candlelight dinners than I get, mate. We'll <laughs> come around. You can make dinner for us. You'll come around, will you? Yeah. It's, I mean, a, bit, it's a bit of a commute. <laughs> <laughs> pop over to Orlando why not you're more than welcome yeah, I always wanted to come around um, I, I, I quite like a, a candles where I want to have a bath yeah, yeah they're yeah, good yeah. quite nice yeah. and also they're Relaxing. less of a fire risk because there's a whole bath of water exactly yeah, so yeah you can, can just put yeah. them out yeah. Yeah. yeah if you manage to like set your bath if I set my bath on fire, fire I'd be quite up. impressed yeah <laughs> although <laughs> if anyone could do it challenge accepted anyone could do it that's a question for Jimmy oh go on who out of all the world of metal, yeah. would you wrestle if you had to like pick somebody? That's a good question. And uh, why? It and oh why? god, there has to be a justification. Um. Oh god. <laughs> See, there, there's one person, and he's not in metal. But I, if I've always said, if and he's one of my mates' mates. Right? My mate manages it. I mean, you've literally just. <laughs> Like gone t- straight off the question. Well, <laughs> my question is anyone in metal? Uh, Elle said, "Who in metal would you wrestle?" And you went, "Well, there's one guy, but he's not in metal." Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he's a musician. 
and uh, if I saw him walking down the street, I'd probably cross the road to punch him in the face. Right. That's Pete Doherty. Oh, oh right. Yeah. Um, my mate uh, actually manages him, but he just always seems like such a prick. <laughs> I just, yeah, but and some I don't. Metal. I don't think Pete Doherty oh, do you know, would be I'll, much good in a wrestling ring, to be honest. No, definitely not. No. Uh, okay, uh, the one person metal I'd wrestle is uh, Chris Jericho. Yeah, no, he's a wrestler. It doesn't count. You've got to pick someone. Well, who I think it'd be a better match than if it wasn't a wrestler. You've got to pick someone that okay. would be. Fun. Is it someone I dislike or? No, it's just. Just, just someone to wrestle. Just someone that would be fun. I'm not trying to start wrestle. beef here. Okay, good. Davy Havoc. Okay. Yeah, so I can touch him. <laughs> I was gonna say so like, so I get really close to him. I was gonna say, sure you won't want to rest at him because you're just gonna like mess up his beautiful body. He's a beautiful he is man. He's a beautiful man. Yeah, yeah. he's a beautiful, a really beautiful, beautiful man. man. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. He's gonna get oh. the cheese grated up. Well, no, I won't do that. To and me. then afterwards, you can have a nice candlelit dinner. That yes. Do I got to cook or can we get Uber Eats? You can get Uber Eats okay, delivery. Yeah. There are other yeah. food just, providers just available. Okay. <laughs> there are other podcasts available, but you shouldn't listen to them because this is the best one. <laughs> there are other melons available. No, there aren't. Don't say that. That's horrible. <laughs> Fucking hell. That is it for this week's show. Uh, thank you for coming to join us this oh, week, Jimmy. We appreciate it. You have to do a special um, evening with Jimmy yes. Havoc audience thing tonight, yes, aren't you? That's correct. Yes. Excellent. And then it's back off to America for for yeah, more AEW shenanigans. Softy. So uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Catch AEW uh, Dynamite, I believe, on it's ITV, on ITV 4, four every week. Yeah. And also there's kind of like... Um, it's on the ITV Hub player as well. And AEW Dark on YouTube, YouTube as yeah. well. Cool. Yeah, there's quite a lot of stuff on YouTube. Wonderful so. stuff, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, cheers very much for coming. We'll be back next week uh, where we reveal and go more in depth on our new issue featuring those four exclusive covers. It's a big one. Uh, we're starting the year with a bang. We hope your new year has gone splendidly. Um, roll on 2020. Okay, thanks and goodbye, everybody. Thanks, thanks Jimmy. Bye. Thanks. Bye. 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 Bye.